It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at Three Point Pod. The fellows will get it rolling right after this from our partners. Memorial Healthcare's Monday Walk-In Sports Injury Clinic has returned with the start of fall sports season, 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. every Monday through October 17th. Athletes will be seen on a walk-in basis every Monday from 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. at Memorial Healthcare Center for Orthopedics, located in the now building's second floor, Suite 200, on North Shiawassee Street in Owasso. X-rays can be done for immediate review and upon insurance authorization, patients can be scheduled for an MRI, CT scan, or any other further imaging needs. For more info, call Memorial Healthcare Center for Orthopedics at 989-541-BONE. That's 989-541-2663 or online at memorialhealthcare.org. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of three-point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. Well, welcome to episode 236 of the three-point podcast. We're partnered up with Memorial Healthcare, home of the walk-in sports injury clinic now open every Monday through the middle of October at the now community wellness center. I do physical therapy there. In fact, we're recording this on Sunday night. I'll be there tomorrow stretching out the shoulders and getting all loosened up and you know we're still looking forward to maybe doing uh, a special podcast in their new podcast studios which is just gorgeous uh, we're also partnered with SkyMint cannabis michigan's leader in the industry many locations throughout the state of michigan use that coupon code at corona store only right now it's 3.20 at the corona score 20 percent off SkyMint products only and new customers only and as a matter of fact a friend of mine used the code, and actually, there, there was a rumor, might have tried it out at the Chi-Town show on on Saturday night. I'll talk a little bit more about that, but uh, they're they're promoting right now the SkyMint Reserve, and uh, as they call it, it's the good stuff. And uh, like I said, may or may not have dipped in before Chi-Town, so we'll talk more about that. Also, I want to thank our local partners, AZ Printing Solutions, Capital Sports Fieldhouse, and Hit and & Pitch. Pro Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Home, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. Tonight we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to check in with our prep spotlight portion with Duran Railroader Railroader coach John Webb. He has them undefeated 6-0 and a big game coming up with Chesanine and a bigger game lined up uh, the following week against Duloka. We'll check in with him, see what's going on in Railroader football. But I kind of set it up a little bit. Uh, Frankenmuth had its annual country fest. Uh, it's, it's basically a big barn dance. And for, my first thought when I walked in there was, man, this is a COVID hotbed. It was <laughs> wall-to-wall people, but it was it, it was it's an awesome setting. Jared kind of set the stage a little bit about how great the weather is. Uh, it's just outstanding. And it was a perfect night for country music. It, the the warm-up group started at 530. And they I wouldn't even call them a warm-up group. It was called Whiskey Fix fantastic they had a young lady as the lead singer they were they were very very good they had a whole set of classic rock tunes they would play parts of it you know and do a montage it was it was outstanding and then shy town came up and and locked everybody down as the headliner so it was a good night it really does sound like a magical night man the like i said frankenmuth perfect fall day country music i mean i'm jealous i was in the midst of moving uh, or else hey. I would have been there, but uh, man, you you just must have been in heaven at that thing. Did you indulge in any like apple cider, alcoholic drinks, or anything like that? 
well, I was the driver, so I had to be a little bit careful. But uh, yeah, I had a couple beers. And uh, like I said, it was like a big barn dance, but it was funny. You know, you mentioned how cool it is to go to something like this. And, you know, I had I had an epiphany just sitting there. And it happens to me once in a while at my extended age, you know. And I, I'm sitting back in my chair and I leaned over to my wife and I said, you know what? You know, you know how old I am. I'm going to, I flat out said it before. I'm 66 years old. So we're, we're in that stage of life where I said to her, I said, you know what, honey? we can't just sit home and watch TV. I'll watch my fair share of TV, but I'll schedule it. But we got to go out and do these kinds of things because they're fun. You know? And and I told her, I said, you know, we should, when we get home sometime, when we have a little bit of time, let's write down all the cool things we've done this last year. And remember that while we're still able to walk around and enjoy it and you only live once, that's the saying. It's so true. And it's just fun to go out. You know, I mean, the people watching alone, you can imagine Jared, you've done the faster horses thing. I mean, seeing the young crowd with the jorts and then seeing these old grannies, you know, and they're out there line dancing. it's, It's just fun. That's yeah. one of the that's one of the things that my wife and I um, I probably talked about it on the podcast that we truly enjoyed when we would go we've we've seen Bob Seeger now a mm-hmm. couple times a few times and it's exactly what you said you got you got the people who are your age Ted and then all the way down to my age or even younger Jared's age going to see that so the people watching mm-hmm. but no an epiphany like that I, I man I, it's really cool to hear because you know, I feel like my, my parents are, you know, in the same age group as you and yeah. um, retired and bought a trailer and they're driving that thing all over the place. They're up in the UP. They've been up there for the last week Good or whatever. And, you know, I think they've probably had the same sort of epiphany at some point. Like, yes, those, you know, you enjoy your home life. You live on the lake. They live up in Ludington. So, you right. know, you enjoy your time at your house, but, um, I don't know. It's reality. You don't have that many years. I mean, we don't, Fact. none of us know, none of us know how many years we have left. So you want to enjoy that time while you can. It's a shame sometimes that that epiphany comes when mm. you're 66, 70 years old, Jared, 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 listen to this, have this epiphany right now. Yes. Have this right. epiphany right now, Jared. You're out doing something every weekend. I don't know what more are you going to cram into your days, I guess. I, we'll see. I don't know. Like maybe one the one weekend of the month you're not in D.C. or Royal Oak or at a Chi-Town show. I guess you'll have to fill that in your schedule. But, yeah. no, that's I like that. It's, it's sad to see. You know, it's sort of bittersweet to hear you say that. I mean, you're getting up there in age, I guess. But you still got a lot of, lot left to. That's why he around. goes to Memorial. You know, that's why he goes to Memorial Healthcare. Where you're going to be having trouble walking maybe, maybe yeah. even more so well you know and you're right jared i mean i still feel good i act reasonably young but i, I also know the writing's on the wall i'm not going to get all doomy and gloomy about it but you know every day every day you just got to live for every day there's yeah. there's yeah. a lot to be said about that you know and it, it there is no no joke here you probably have talked to your parents both matt and and jared uh you know when you get to a certain age it's usually around 45 all of a sudden time just flies Time just flies by. I mean, I can't tell you how quick the last 20 years went by. It's amazing. I mean, I already feel it, you know, um, I, I, with the kids. I mean, my, my yeah. son's almost my, my son's almost one year old, one, yeah. one year, one year old. And, right. you know, it's crazy to think about that. So, no, you, you got it. When you've got all these things that you can do, you're you also you love music and yeah. going out and doing this stuff you know my, my parents like to travel and go see things so that that's part of it too you know and like you've mentioned you have a wife who likes to tag right along and likes to do all this stuff with you so right go catch a tigers game and you know go see all these concerts and shows and festivals Bingo, and stuff so. museum yeah Ugh, I, I could have done without <laughs> that um, well the good news is uh your sundays are basically opening up so oh, yeah. another extra day in the week to start doing some stuff so that's yeah. good that's very into true. that later <laughs> absolutely all right uh i did want to say one other thing this weekend i was sorry i had to miss it because you can only do so many things but the current jacobs uh premiere of his wrestling film uh bart from the radio station checked it out oh, cool. he said it he said it was awesome it was a big crowd nice. the film was really good uh you get a chance still to see it on uh, amazon prime coming up this week Definitely check it out. Catch as catch can the the documentary by Owasso's own Curran Jacobs. Sounds like it, it was well. It very probably well was an awesome event, man. I yeah. mean, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't. Like I said, you go to every flipping thing. It's it's a, it's definitely you must have, you know you were working on Friday, so you couldn't make it. But no, it was Saturday. It was the same Saturday. night as Shy Town. Yeah, already, already had that. That's on the, the only calendar. thing that would have kept you from it's a Shy Town show. Right. <laughs> That's right. 
And, and right. like you mentioned, I like that is the perfect little Owasso uh, Saturday night. Go catch a movie, then walk over to Roma's yes. and have a little food and drinks. That is cool. It, it's cool to hear it went well for him. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to have our uh, prep spotlight, John Webb, coming up next right here on Three Point Podcast. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. Looking to buy items online, go to CRAuctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. CRAuctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to CRAuctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out CRAuctions.com today. Well, it's now time for the Prep Spotlight presented by Capital Sports Fieldhouse in Owasso. And this week, it's our pleasure to welcome to Three Point Podcast. Durand head coach John Webb has his railroaders rolling Number seven in the latest AP poll in Division Six probably will move up after their win over Gladstone on Friday night. First of all, uh, John, congratulations! It's been quite a turnaround over there in the Railroad City, and uh, man, six and zero, and looking to the end of the season, you know, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, man, where the playoffs thing's going to go? But of course, you're going to say. One week at a time, Chesney next on the schedule. But uh, let's start with the success of the railroaders so far. I know your predecessor, uh, Winbigler, d- did a good job kind of setting the stage for the railroader program to get out of the funk they were in for a lot of years. And then you took over your Duran High School graduate back in the uh, early 2000s. And now you've got them believing in things. You're running old-fashioned type of football, smash-mouth football, and it's uh, very successful. So tell us a little bit about the railroaders. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we run the power tee, um, and, you know, Coach Winbigler uh, ran the power tee one of the three years he was at Duran, um, but when he left, uh, you know, I thought that was the best. When I was the defensive coordinator when he was, when he was uh, the head coach, and when he left, I thought that was the best offense we had ran in the three years he was here. We actually ran three different offenses in three different seasons he was here. But, um, you know, the power T, I have um, Coach Tim Krupp is my offensive coordinator, and he's very comfortable and very knowledgeable with, with the power T. Um, uh, this summer we had, uh, we had Edwardsburg come up um, to Sorch Creek and run a team camp with us. Um, Edwardsburg's been very successful, D4 school, 1,000 kids, you know, um, and they've averaged like 48 points a game over the last 15 years. And, you know, um, you know, that really kind of, you know, catapulted us into this season. And, you know, I th- we're, we're averaging about, I think it's 44 and a half points a game. Right now we've rushed for 2,000 yards in six games. Um, Gabe Lynn is, you know, kind of our star running back. That's uh, He's already at 1,000 yards, 20 touchdowns through six hey. games. Um you know, he's a special player, special talent. Um, but I have, you know, we, we are not a one-man show. We, you know, we have, you know, four, five running backs that are all capable of getting the job done. Our quarterback's a senior. Um, obviously, we have, you know, we had 18 returning starters um, that are seniors. So we're a senior-heavy team, and these guys have been together since they were, you know, in – playing peewee football together and you know it's a tight group and it's a special group for us here at grand for sure yeah that's it it's awesome to hear the turnaround and i i just want to mention so I, i'm from your era I, I graduated in early 2000s and i played wide receiver at corona so you're saying i wouldn't want to play in your <laughs> offense is what you're saying right well we say our wide receivers <laughs> if if you if we line up our tight ends one foot and then we line them up at two foot and that's what we call them wide receiver. <laughs> nice. That's funny. No, that, 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 yeah, that's, you know, it's, it reminds you of Georgia tech. And I mean, like 
Uh, yeah. They've had a bunch of great receivers come out of it. Maybe not a bunch. They've had a few great receivers come out of there. So that's yeah, cool we have doing. we this group was certainly capable. We could we could be in the spread. We could, you know, like we say, like we could look like Saturday football if you know if we wanted to with this group and and be really successful. But I for us it's about building the program. Sure. Um, it's something that when you're you know maybe your talent level goes up and down um, in high school football. If you can get a program going you know, that, that kids, kids learn at a, you know, the seventh grade level, we're running it all the way down to the seventh grade level now. And, you know, those kids, you know, will be like a, you know, my idea is to have like a well-oiled machine with it where they know, you know, they know what to do. And, you know, it's, it's hard to prepare for, you know, we're different in the area. We're the only team in our conference that, that runs it. So, um, you know, I, I think it's a, you know, it can be an advantage for us. Clearly Long. it's working. And yeah, some, sometimes you, you build your offense around the, the talent that you have and clearly yeah. it's working. But so a, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm from your era and uh, I mean, you, you definitely remember you're a Durand alum. There were some rough years there for Durand, a couple Oh and nine seasons and, and one and eight seasons. And then maybe more in Jared's era in the 2010s. Um, another little bit of a rough stretch, some more Oh and nine seasons and, and yeah. one and eight seasons. And I'm not saying that to throw shade at Durand as a, as a Corona Cavalier alum. I'm saying that to compliment you and, and the, the staff before you in turning around Durand because you guys are in the midst of three straight playoff seasons. And obviously this year, I mean, you're, you're built to make a run possibly to Ford Field. So my, my question is, what does it take to turn around a, a program like Durand that, you know, has struggled for a while? Is it just simply you got some talent? Or have you had to get the players in the community to buy in? Is it building that system, like you said, all the way down to seventh grade? You know, kind of what what can you attribute to turning around um, your program? I mean, obviously, everything you said there, I think it's all encompassing. I think, um, you know, uh, obviously talent, you know, high school football, your, you know, high schools go through. You don't get to you don't get to recruit kids in high school football. You know, you get who comes through your school district type thing. So obviously that plays a role, but, but the belief, you know, it, it takes the whole community and in a town like ours, a small community, you know, this whole community is bought in to, you know, we have so much support right now. Um, and, you know, we've been starving for a, for a consistent winner. And now that we've done that for a few years, the support from the school, from the community, from businesses, um, you know, across the board, parents, you know, once you get people bought in and it's everybody, because it yeah. takes a whole community like that in a small town to really, to really, you know, get over that hump. And once you've done that, it's very hard to get over that hump when you're, when you're down and when you're, when you're, when you're trying to fight up that hill, it's, it seems right. like, you know, it's a slippery slope and you can't, you can't climb it. But, you know, once you get there, it's like, you know, now you know what it feels like. And the yeah. community is, you know, so, supportive of us and in, in the high you know school administration and and everybody we just have a you know and it like i said it's it's everybody in our community and obviously the boys have bought into you know hitting the weight room we you know yeah. we we that you know that's been a, a staple of our program turnaround is is our commitment to our summer pride program where you know we're in the weight room and that's that's you know that's that's been a huge the biggest turnaround has been our summer program, our summer pride program, our, our and but they don't lift during the summer. It's a twelve month thing, you know. Becoming a better athlete, becoming you know a bigger, stronger athlete, faster. Um, we had a Amari Amari Coleman um, came over this summer again. The support from the community allowed us to hire Amari to come over and run a speed speed and agility uh, you know program all summer long with us. He came over two days a week. Um, former. Nice. Um, former New Lothrop alum or whatever. Um, and he did a great job. You know, he, like the boys really bought in. We had 30 kids up there working speed every, you know, every Monday and Wednesday with him. And then, you know, our, our weight program, we we're four days a week, uh, Monday through Thursday. So, I mean, the kids have just bought in the, the parents, the community, and, you know, we just got, you know, now it's our job to keep it rolling, you know, yep. uh, the big game on your guys' schedule that kind of, you know, Opened my eyes at least uh, was week two against Montrose. You know, it was a bit of a shootout, 56, 52. Yeah. Can you kind of walk me through that game? I mean, it's, you guys are, you know, power T. I've never seen a power team uh, game like that where it's, you know, both teams in the 50s. What was that game like? 
Yeah. Um, you know, the, the first series of the game, uh, Darren Allward, uh, one of our, our terrific fullback defensive end, uh, broke his wrist. And so, you know, offensively, it, you know, it's, it, we can still roll because we have a good stable of backs, but, um, you know, defensively it kind of threw us into a little bit of, you know, shock and that, so that kind of, right. You know, kind of played a part in a little defensive chaos a little bit, which, you know, it is what it is, but, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was unbelievable. If you look at the game, uh, they had to, they killed us in time of possession. We kept scoring mm -hmm. like in two or three plays, like we were, and then they, you know, we'd get close. They'd be on third and down or third down. They'd, you know, get a first down and just, they were more driving, marching, making plays on us. And they're, they, you know, they're a good team. They have good athletes. Uh, you know, they have good athletes to make plays offensively, but you know, we just got in that thing where we kept scoring in like less than a minute and then they were get the ball back and then, then they'd have it and they go down and score and, we'd score again real quick. And I'd be like, man, that'd be nice if we just hit, put, put a drive together and maybe not score in, you know, 30 seconds. So it was, it was a wild one, but we, you know, we came out on top. We still haven't trailed all season. You know, we, we, we've had the lead in every game and, and haven't trailed once all season. So it's, you know, we've had some tight ones. We've played some good teams. We've played good competition, but um, you know, we, we still haven't trailed and, you know, but that game, it was like, we, you know, I'm, I'm telling the guys like every time they scored, we can't blink. We got to go back and, and, and score again or whatever, you know, and that, it, we just got kind of got into that game and it, that's just kind of how it went. You, you know, John, you you, oh, go ahead. I'm a bit jealous of you, uh, you know, being a six and oh, I mean, I'm back to my high school days, you know, we had winning teams or whatever, but six and oh, mid season. I mean, there's no better place to be uh, as a head coach or as a player or whatever. You mentioned the community a little bit earlier. Uh, what is it like just, you know, kind of walking the halls as a 6-0 and team that's, you know, AP top 10 ranked? Uh, I mean, what's that just kind of like in general? Yeah, we, you know, we have we have some alumni and stuff that I don't think have been around in years. And, you know, we had a bunch of alumni up up and we played Gladstone up in Gaylord last mm -hmm. week. and It was a big game and we had a bunch of, you know, guys from our 19... 77 to 83 right. era um when coach fuller was coaching back in our you know the best days of Duran football um you know they were up there and they came down after the game and you know it's just just some some things that haven't happened in a long time you know it's, it's just really nice to kind of feel that that support from everyone and everyone's mm -hmm. kind of paying attention i've i've had a lot of you know my old high school coach bill altimore he's texted me a few times and said you know how you know how great it is, you know, to see us doing well and stuff. So it just, just a lot of it. It makes you feel good. The boys, you know, the boys are riding high. I tell them they're living the times of their life right now. They don't know it yet, but this is going to be yeah. a, the, the, the part of their life that they're going to remember and talk about for, you know, forever. So now, man, as you're saying that, look at the smile that came across all four of our faces. I mean, Jared mentioned it. He had success. I, I had a little bit of success when I played Ted did too. Like you're, it's yeah. it's memories that are they're they're never gonna forget. Yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, you gotta try and like it's gotta be hard to like put that into perspective to 16, 17, 18 year old kids. Like, yeah, it man, is. Like, soak, soak this in right now. Soak yeah. this in. I, that's that's what I mean, and that's been my message to them. It's like enjoy it, but you know, you'll never you'll never regret working too hard. No, you know, nope. you give sure. everything you have and what you'll what you'll regret is if you don't work hard enough. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, I'd have a bigger smile on my face if we would have had any success against the railroaders back in my day. They had our number. But uh, yeah. out of respect, I wore the D hat for you here, John. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, I, I really like what you guys. <laughs> I really like what you guys have done. You know, you know, when you finished last season, you know, with your playoff loss, you knew you had 18 starters coming back, nine on offense, nine on defense. You knew this was going to be a good year. And you kind of touched upon it when, you know, you had Amari Coleman in to, to work with the team for speed. Um, was was part of your message to the team, you know, in the summer workouts and and, and everything else, hey, guys, we're going we're gonna to be special. Stay away from the distractions, you know, the, the girlfriends, the, uh, the other distractions that can be out there. You know what I'm talking about. Yep, absolutely. You know, our message is always to, you know, protect yourself, protect the team, do everything you can in your power to, 
be the best version of yourself every single day. And, you know, these guys, these guys, I'm so proud of, you know, this senior group. I've, I actually, when they were seventh graders is when I started coaching again, I'd coached before, but I kind of stepped away. I had young kids mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, I started coaching this group when they were in seventh grade, the senior class. So I coached them when they were in seventh grade. I actually went up to the varsity when they were in eighth grade, but then I got them back. You know, I told them, they're like, Oh, you know, we want you to stay coaching us. And I said, well, I'm going to get to coach you the next four years, guys. Trust me <laughs> be better. So, you know, I've been a part of these kids lives for a long time, football and wrestling, because I run a wrestling program as well over here. Um, and you know, like, you know, there's, there's, they're a special group to me. Um, I've watched them grow up and, and they're, they're a, just a special, special group of kids. They do everything the right way. They're good kids on and off the field. Um, you know, just enjoy it. We're going to enjoy this season because, yeah. you know, it's, it's, they mean a lot to me and, you know, they're not only, not only them, their parents, the families, you know, we're, we're a big family over here. So it's pretty exciting. It's something that makes smaller communities. It can happen at bigger communities too, but the, the smaller communities, it's something that makes it special because yeah. you know everyone. I mean, like you yeah. said, you've known these since they were, these kids were in middle school. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you know them since they were playing peewee football, kicks football, or, you know, whatever, when they're fourth, fifth grade. So it's yeah. cool. I was going to ask you about, you know, I know you've, you've got a big one. You've, you've got to take care of business this week. In two weeks, you've got a big one looming with uh, – a powerhouse in our area, or I guess your guys' area. I'm in North Carolina now, but you know, in, in mid Michigan, you know, new Lothrop, you got new Lothrop coming in two weeks. Yep. Are you even preparing for that? Or are you like, Nope, we've got a game this week. That's all we're thinking about. Yep. <laughs> I got what you're saying. I, I get it. I get it. Good answer. You know, Chesney is three and three They're They're, uh, I was, uh, Chesney's, playing a lot better football this year yep. they got a new coach and they, they you know they they're playing much improved football from last season um you know we beat them 42 to nothing last year but i see a different chestnut team on the field on the tape this year uh they're yeah. playing hard and um they've been you know they were they were only a two points from i think it was 16 14 montrose was or new Lothrop was beating them at halftime um, when mm -hmm. they played and one of the, you know, one of their scores was actually a pick six. So, yeah. um, uh, you know, they're, they're playing much better football. So to look ahead, um, you know, would be foolish for us, but yeah. obviously it's been a date that we've had circled, um, you know, for 12 months, you know, we, <laughs> us and Ultra played a, well, we played a very good football game against them last year. It was a, you know, it was, I think they were beating us 21, 20 at halftime, um, we actually got out to a 14 nothing lead on last year and you know we weren't we just weren't able to sustain it for four quarters and you know that's been part of our message this year is you know we're we're going to continue to you know pound people into the ground and not you know like our offensive line has has been you know we're pretty much trying to play those guys one way and later in games it's really paid off for us we're you know if we I, we figured we averaged about 285 pounds across the offensive line, five seniors. Um, they're all strong kids, big kids. And, you know, they just, they just wear on guys. They only play on the D line very sporadically, which for a school, wow. our size is for a school, our size is a really nice advantage yeah. um, to have. And it's kind of been a, you know, it's been a plan for us, you know, going, going, you know, the, all these years we've been trying to say that, you know, we got enough of you seniors that when you're seniors, let's try to go one way as much as we can with, with everyone. And, you know, I do think it's paid off later in games and these big games that we've had already this year. Um, it's allowed us to, you know, kind of grind teams down. Yeah. Uh, one last question from me, coach. Uh, we talk all the time on this pod about uh, the old MMB, you know, conference. Uh, and I don't want to get you in trouble with your athletic director or anything. Like that. That. Uh, we always say, you know, how much we missed it and how much we wish that was still a thing. You know, you know, teams like Chesney, Corona, you know, Durand. Yeah. Uh, do you ever think about how much fun it would be to play in a conference with all those schools, you know, our local Shiawassee County schools? Yeah, um, I do. I don't want to play Mount Pleasant and Greenville and right. Iowa. And, right. you know, back when I was in school, 
I said, who made our schedule? We played St. John's <laughs> when I was a junior and senior. So, you know, the two crossover games, that was the only flaw to that league, I think. Right. Uh, you know, I think it would have to be morphed a little because I, I look back and I'm like, why were we – you know, we had scheduled games against teams that were four times our size in football. Right. You know, and now teams wouldn't even – you know, unless they're trying to, you know, get playoff points for playing a bad Division One school or something like that. But, like, teams don't schedule league games that – have that size disparity and so but like when we were in school that's the only bad thing but you know i would love to get the old crown arrival right. fired back up you know at some point um you know that's me true you know anybody back from our era and and beyond yeah. you know that's that's something that would be kind of cool to get back going and and if i have my choice that we'll be doing it here in the next uh nice. Few, few years. Yeah, I mean, we were talking before you came on how much we would have loved to have seen that game this year. I mean, Cron yeah, yeah. lost, Duran's unbeaten. It would have been a lot of fun to see. Absolutely. Yeah, we worked. We did seven on seven um, with the, with Crona this summer. Um, last year, we actually did a camp with them. Fair State came down and did a camp. Um, so yeah, Steve Herricks. You know, we get along really well, and he's doing a great job over there at Corona. And you know, we talk. We text occasionally after games. You know as the as the year goes on so cool. you know maybe the rivalry's uh a little more friendly than it was back when we played i don't know yeah so you let's guys, hope you're not playing each other so yeah right right, right. well I, I know there's an opening in your conference so maybe i'll put a call in to uh yeah. the athletic directors and see what we can do you know we're big proponents we can say whatever we want on this podcast but we yeah We've right. talked about it, man. We think Corona fits in your league just perfectly, but uh, other people make that decisions. Uh, one final question for you, John. Um, you know, what do you got to do maybe to make a deep playoff run? You know, you talked about your offensive line and, you know, let's throw a few props out. You, you, you obviously must run right quite a bit because you got the big right tackle and Dylan McDonald, 6'6", 350, and then 260-pound Tyler Caesar right next to him at guard. I mean, is that going to be the key, you know, the, the line play and, and see how deep you go? Yeah, I mean, obviously controlling the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball really, you know, is where we win or lose ball games flat out. You know, like, you know, we have to control the line. If we get dominated up front, uh, you know, in our offense, it looks really bad. That's when people are screaming from the stands, throw the ball, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but, <laughs> you know, yeah, and obviously health, like – Early in this year, we actually have had more injuries than we've had in a long year, a lot of years, like since we've been doing it. And it's like, mm -hmm. man, not this year, you know. So, you know, we look, we, you know, Evan Sampson, our second team All State uh, defensive end, went to the hospital game one with a <laughs> thought he broke his foot. So he hasn't been healthy, um, but he's getting healthy. He looked in this Gladstone game, he was the healthiest he's been since, since week one. Allward played in, in the, in against Gladstone as well in a in a club, but uh, you know, a few, few other few other dinged up guys or whatever. But we're really starting to get healthy right now at the right time. So being healthy, you know, and and being fresh and physical, and you know, I think I think we have a pretty good shot to make a make a deep playoff run. Our our motto's been, you know, it's been since 1983 since we've hung a football banner of any kind in our gym, and you know that's been our 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 uh, mantra all year that you know let's hang a banner you know a, a, a league championship uh, a district championship a regional championship you know let's hang a banner and all those goals are still in front of us well i'll tell you what john you know all three of us are former cavaliers and like I said, I didn't have any success against Durand in either football or basketball, but <laughs> you were big rivals. It was always yeah. class acts when we played each other, you know, got to know the people afterwards. And, and yeah. I can say for all three of us that uh, we're pulling for the railroaders, finish it up strong. It's great to see you guys having the success you're having. And a whole lot of that is due to your work and your staff and, and what you put into it. So again, Thanks for taking the time out to joining us here on this little podcast and uh, good luck the rest of the way. Thank you guys. Appreciate you having me on. Capital Sports Field House is the home of hit and pitch and a whole lot more. The 10,000 square foot turf field can be used for all indoor sports training, including football, baseball, basketball, softball, soccer, and many other activities. Hit and pitch has seven indoor batting cages with full pitching tunnel, 
and the state-of-the-art Hit Tracks training system utilized by MLB organizations. Located in the old Capitol Bowl J.C. Penny block on South Washington in Owasso, Michigan. For more details, call Capital Sports and Hit and Pitch at 989-472-4624 or online at capitalsportsfh.com. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Uh, good prep spotlight tonight. It's good to touch bases with John Webb. We talked about it you know, quite a bit this season and made the connections, and uh, sounds like he's got the railroaders rolling. It's that's yeah. cool to see. It is. No, and, you know, I, I kind of threw it out there. Like I said, I wasn't trying to you know take a knock at Duran, but from what – for the most part, all of what the three of us remember of mm-hmm. Durand is just not a good program. I mean, I'm just being honest. It wasn't. You know? it, it was down. When when we saw Durand on the <laughs> schedule, it was like, all right, we're – my senior year, I only played the first half. So, I mean, like that's that's what I remember about Durand. So, I'm saying that to say, like I said in the interview, it's, it's props to him and his staff for turning around a program like Durand. It's mm-hmm. awesome. You know, it, it is – it's – it's inspiring to a school like Owasso, which I'll be honest, I think Owasso is probably a lot worse now than Duran ever was, which is crazy to say, because like I said, Matt, like that was kind of, you know, when you grew up, it was always like, you know, Duran was kind of always struggling. And that was kind of the, you know, the team you circled on your schedule, like you said, Hey, let's try to blow these guys out or whatever, but no, what a great, great story. I loved uh, talking to him, man. That's high school football at its finest uh, right there. What's funny you bring up Owasso, you know, and I, I, I'm pretty close to the program when I do broadcasting of games, you know, and Owasso there for Devin Pringle ran that T formation for his tenure there. And it didn't take long for the fans to get very disoriented with that and very, very vocal. And, and the way you shut up the fans in the stands with success. And, you know, here we got uh, Coach Webb running virtually the same kind of offense just stuffing it up your face but you're they're just doing it better than anybody else you know well we know he he talked about it you you know you did too you got to have the offensive line you to do. run that i mean you got to have some good running backs too but if you don't have a good offensive line you can't run that offense and a 350 pound right tackle that's i mean that's a big 10 that's a big 10 right tackle it like, is you, you know insane. what i love about the power t is it leaves it up to the players a lot of times, man, I, I mean, you guys see it all the time. You probably see it all the time on Friday nights. It's like coach, it's like, it's almost like the coach thinks he's like Chip Kelly or something in right. some of these high school games. And he's like, yeah. all these different schemes, formations, jet sweep motion, you know, NFL route trees. It's like, just, just line them up and have them. If you have better players, just have them pound it down their throat. And that's yeah. what they seem to be yeah. doing. I mean, instead of what, 2,000 rush yards, uh, one guy already has uh, 20 touchdowns and 1,000 yards yeah. on the season. I love to see it. I, I'm pulling for them big time the rest of the way. Yeah. Amen. Well, big win for them last week as they downed previously number nine, Gladstone, 28-24. Uh, you know, we talk every week about our Chronic Cavaliers. They bounced back. They had Clio on the schedule at the right time, 43 to nothing. Wyatt Bauer, 10 of 11 passing, four touchdowns. So it looks like they righted the ship a little bit, but they'll have a test this week against uh, Brandon over at Corona. I think it's the Cavaliers' homecoming. Uh, The game of the week, really, though, actually there was two of them. Morris was upset, 52 to 12 to Merrill. Yeah, at oh. at the at the Vandals field, that was their first loss after 21 regular season victories. So a wake up call for the Orioles there. And Merrill maybe looks like they're for real. And then Perry, they won. They defeated Leslie 37-34. This doesn't happen in high school football very often. But Reese Teals hit a 34 yard field goal in the waning seconds for the nice. win. How cool wow. is that? That is cool. I, I will mean, say we we actually had when I was. Um, when, when I was playing, we had a pretty good kicker. I'll, I'll give him a shout out. Dave Graham, Bill Graham's son. I remember him. Yep. Um, he actually, he was at, getting a few looks, you know, from some smaller schools to be a kicker. So it, that was, like you said, it doesn't happen often where you have like a pretty good kicker. Right. Um, our junior year, he, he hit a, a kick at the buzzer versus Mount Pleasant to win the game. It was probably at least 30, 35 yard field goal to win the game. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm always going to remember that, but no, that that's great, uh, Morris. I mean, they'll you know they'll still make the playoffs and everything, but right, oh, maybe yeah. a little wake wake up call for them. Well, you'll like I, this. I'll, I'll say quick too. I have a my nephew um, is a sophomore at Perry, so he plays he plays JV right now. But um, you know, I keep in touch with them. It's cool that they're looking like they might have a you know a decent decent little program going over at Perry. It's hard to even keep tabs on it. I'm surprised you even had the score, man. I, I feel like they don't play any team that I've ever heard of. Like, you know, they're, they go way, you know, they go to Leslie, they go to these other schools. They don't ever come to Shiawasa County anymore. Like they did right. when I was, uh, you know, in school. Yeah. They're really one of those schools 
like Corona that would fit in that league perfectly, you know, a decent class B school with a decent yep. sports program. I mean, that'd be a good fit. And you'll like this, Matt, before we go to our next official commercial break, you know, I guess it's the eighth year in a row that the uh, Jared pumpkin patch is going to be operating. And uh, right. how Look about that? that? Shout out. Another, another uh, big maze, corn maze. That's very popular. You take it from there. Give it a quick plug here, man. No, I'll, I'll give it a plug. So the Jared Pumpkin Patch, that's my sister's and, and my brother-in-law's Pumpkin Patch in Morris. And they have, uh, she married, it. my sister married into a family, the Jareds over there who have a centennial farm. I mean, they've got wow. hundreds of acres over there in Morris. And so they started a pumpkin patch. Yeah, now eight years ago, they've got a ton of pumpkins. You know, they've got the whole setup, um, you know, the corn maze and, you know, they've got like cider and donuts and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, definitely head over to Facebook, Instagram, look up Jared Pumpkin Patch and, uh, you know, get all your fall goodies, you know, go go over to Jared Pumpkin Patch and have a nice little fall Saturday. Jared, if you're ever back home and you and the girl are looking for something yep. to do on a Saturday, Sunday, head over. Cider there. and donuts. I, I, I guess I was I was wrong on the mispronunciation, uh, pr- so I apologize, Ted. But uh, no, man, I'm sorry, man. You missed two glorious fall days today and yesterday. Oh, Literally yes. perfect days. Absolutely. Probably the best weather days we've had all year. Yeah. Am I right, Ted? What'd you do? Absolutely, hundred percent, like, man. It was. It was spectacular. Beat those be- beautiful fall days in Michigan, where it's just like nice hoodie hoodie weather, or or a nice little quarter Long zip sleep. that Ted has yeah. with the three point podcast logo. Those there are perfect. <laughs> All right, well, we'll be back. We're going to have our final segment on football. Thumbs up to Michigan, thumbs down to MSU and the Lions. We'll break it down for you right after this. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. AZ Printing Solutions, formerly Hankard Sportswear, is a full-service print shop that specializes in screen printing, digital printing, and embroidery. They pride themselves on giving a great product at a great value. The area's go-to printing solution offers a 100% guarantee to exceed your expectations. AZ Printing Solutions has your favorite local spirit wear as well as many other apparel items in stock. Specialty items are available for family, sports, business, and charity events. Call 989-725-2979 or step into the store in downtown Owasso. All right, fellas. Uh, should we start with the good or should we start with the bad? What I think we can talk Lions, man. I, mean, I think let's, let's, let, no, let's, let's start with the good because the Michigan good will be quick. Yeah, yeah. okay. That's fair. The Michigan good for me. I mean, so I, I can start it off, I guess, since I said that. They're five and oh. And, you know, they beat they beat Iowa. They went to Iowa and got a win. First time in 17 years that Michigan has won in Iowa. We know that it's never easy to win there. I'm just gonna say it real quick. You know, I, I was pretty not necessarily frustrated after the game, after watching it, but to me, um I I feel like, you know, I've been lobbying for J.J. McCarthy. I feel like they made the move to J.J. McCarthy at quarterback to open the offense up. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I got the feeling like if you wanted him to be a game manager, why wouldn't you stick with Cade McNamara, who proved he could do that last year when he won the Big Ten and everything like that? If you make the move to J.J. McCarthy, I think you're doing that to open the offense up and, you know, go all Ohio State and whatever, you know, try and run up the score. And obviously, if you watch the game against Iowa – they basically got a lead. They went up 20-0 and Not said, we got this. Just don't blow this game. Don't let Iowa do anything stupid. Don't throw any interceptions. Just let's cruise and get this game. And as a fan, I definitely was a little frustrated because I felt like they, they could have put them away. I felt like they could have just put the game away and been out of it. And they kind of let Iowa hang around a little bit. And then I also, you know, as a few hours go on, I had the realization it's who Jim Harbaugh is. He is who he is. He's going to play Bo Schembechler football. He's going to, he knows he just has to get out of there with a win. We all want to see JJ McCarthy air it out and just throw it 40 times. That's not who J that, that's not who Jim Harbaugh is. If it comes to the point that he needs to do that, maybe in a shootout with Ohio state, sure. He probably will, but they got the win. They're five and zero. 
let's just keep yeah let's remember that it was a good win like i said i mean i I didn't realize going into that game you know what is it like five it was five straight uh top five matchups that iowa had won at home which is unbelievable stat (laughs) i'm glad we were the ones that put that to bed um iowa's defense is legit jj missed a couple deep throws uh that maybe could open it up a little bit more i I just love the michigan identity i mean you and that's a weird thing to say but look at like michigan state what is their identity they're rudderless what are they are they a physical team are they a flashy team are they defensive like i love that michigan is just run and defensive centric it works uh as soon as we got away from it that's when we really saw the train get off the tracks COVID year uh and the seasons couple seasons before that was shape Patterson, man just stick to it it works it been big 10 at least it really works uh you know we'll see what happens in the college football playoff i mean i almost feel like you can't really base our success off of those games because we're just like a whole different ball game against the teams like georgia and bama uh but against the big 10 man we can pound it down their throat i love watching it i love watching quorum carry the ball 30 times that's my ideal game for michigan to be honest yeah I agree with I agree with Matt said too. They did kind of set on things and be conservative there after they ran one up to a twenty nothing lead. The one thing I'd like to see them do a little bit more with McCarthy is uh, run the option. You know, a little yeah. bit more. He the one time I remember he just tossed the the, the pitch way too early instead yeah. of taking it into the line. And he's got enough skill as a runner. I mean, that's another reason why you made the switch at quarterback. He not only can throw the ball deep, but he can run. You know, and right. I, I think if they use him a little bit more on the option. Uh, it'll open things up even that much more. I mean, offensively, yeah. I'm not too concerned with them. Defensively, we did have some concerns going into the game, but I thought they played well, especially when they closed it out at the end with the two sacks and the two hurries. I mean, how how great a final four plays on defense was that for Michigan? Man, yeah. I mean, Mike yeah, Morris like looks kinda, like a stud. Kind of like Jared said, the defense stepped up when they needed to. Got a bunch of sacks and Blake Corum, man, I, he he yeah. runs he runs like he's Derrick Henry and. That dude must be tough to tackle. He had a couple runs where he got hit and carried a guy like five, six, seven yards. And it's just like, man, this guy, I saw some people tweet out like this guy just has never missed leg day. I can't imagine trying to tackle him, but you know, it it is impressive. I I do. I agree with you, Jared. They, they have an identity. They're, they're, they're a run football team. And when they need JJ to pass, you know, they're going to, and then they rely on their defense, not, not to lose the game. You know, they're, they're going to give up some points. They're going to give up some long drives. But, you know, right now, anyway, they've got an identity and it's working. One thing that did crack me up about uh, the quorum, you know, his leg day and lifting was, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was last week against Maryland. Uh, Gus Johnson had this story about, you know, how he would work for his dad in the summer, laying sod, you know, sod 50 pound pieces, would do it for five hours. Listen, as somebody who used to do sod as a side gig, one, they are not 50 pounds. They're like 10 pounds. Two, he would work five hour days doing sod. That's nothing. I did fucking 12 hour days doing sod. I just thought that was hilarious that that was like some, you know, crowning achievement as sod. And it just was a total BS story. Calling him out on it. I love it. Or or quorum to Gus. I don't know. Right. Regardless, um, no, what do you guys make of this season? Is it like I because I actually got this argument where it's basically like, um, with my brother actually because he was basically during the Maryland game and then somewhat you know, Iowa game basically saying, you know, oh, this team, you know, they're not a national championship team, you know, why am I even watching? I turned off the game, you know, they're in a dogfight with Maryland. The way I look at it is just keep winning <laughs> and gosh, man, just win your games. Uh, yep. and I was actually kind of surprised to see the Michigan fan base after the Maryland game not be all up in arms. I feel like they normally are. Yeah. Um, and I'm just glad to see that. I feel like we're kind of level-headed with this season. We're not getting too excited, not getting too low. Just kind of take it week by week and just keep winning. Yeah. I mean, part of the thing is, is we saw Georgia struggled with Kent State, and they almost got beat by Missouri, and Missouri is not good at all. Bama struggled with Texas, and they've struggled a couple other times. Clemson hasn't looked all that great. Ohio State looks like Ohio State right now. But, you know, I mean, the bigger picture is, yeah, like you said, just keep winning. Yeah. Michigan has Indiana this week and then they've got uh, Penn State. Just keep winning and, you know, just take care of business when you need to, because we see what's going on in East Lansing right now. And Michigan State was preseason, I think, top 10, maybe number oh, 11. Yeah. And seven, they've just, yeah, maybe number seven. And they've completely fallen apart. I mean, honestly, they're they're looking they might struggle to win four games because they've got Ohio State this weekend. 
They've got Wisconsin, who, as we were recording, Wisconsin fired their head coach, Paul Christ. Oh, and, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And, I love it, man. Get him out. You know what they need to bring back? Bielema. That's what they should do. Bielema beat him. That's that's when yeah. he got the axe. <laughs> Bielema, who's running a program at Illinois. So that that just it furthers the point of wow. Michigan. Just just keep winning, Michigan, you know? And because Michigan State right now, like I said, they're going to they're gonna struggle to win four games. And we, we know they're going to be tough on October 29th against Michigan. You, you can't look past that. But no way. It's, guys, it's looking rough right now in Sparty land. If you guys had to take a stand, I mean, Ted, you know this. You tweeted it. I love your Twitter, man. You have some good little tidbits that I like to that I like <laughs> Really? To well, thank you. anti-MSU or, or something. But, I never get complimented uh, by the young man. Like, you know, Mel Tucker in his career, like four-year career. Uh, has had more like blowout losses than Brady Oak had in his you know, yeah. 50 games at Michigan or something like that. You know, I kind of joked about that Brady Oak comparison, uh, uh, what three or four weeks ago. It seems to be kind of the new like narrative is this it Brady does. Oak comparison. Um, what do you guys make of Mel Tucker? If you had to get on, you know, and say on your, you know, bet your life on something, is this guy a legit coach or is he going to be fired in the next two years? What no. would you say? He's not going to be fired. There's... 95 million reasons why not. <laughs> and I'm sure that buyout's not small either. So, right. Go ahead, Ted. I, well, I was I just going to say yeah. I, the jury's out. If I had a, if I had to bet my life on it, I don't think he'll play out his contract, and I think he might be gone after five years. That's oh, yeah. just a gut feel. Yeah, that's a good okay. like. Is he going to make it through the? Is he going to get extended at Michigan State? I would sure. say that's a good measuring stick. What do you think, Matt? The only thing to me is, you know, I see people comparing. Uh, Mark D'Antonio didn't have a ton of success his first few years, and I mm-hmm. see Michigan State fans saying. Well, if we would have punted on Mark D'Antonio after a few years, we would have missed that awesome run that D'Antonio had. So you, know, you can't you can't give up on Tucker after these few years. The one thing I'll say is Mark D'Antonio had three three or four years as a head coach at Cincinnati and to kind of turn Cincinnati around before he came to Michigan State. So when he came in, you knew, okay, this guy's a pretty solid head coach. Mel Tucker was a head coach for one year at Colorado, and they were five and seven. If we're being honest, not as just like Michigan fans, we don't know how this dude is as a head coach. I mean, he had the one good year where all you had to do was hand it to Kenneth Walker and he did everything else. And now, I mean, you, I, I don't know how you can't question if he's going to be a good head coach. I know Sparty fans are still excited about him because of what he did last year and he's got some good recruits coming in. But I don't know how you can't question if this guy can legitimately turn things around and, and continue the success. Because as much as they want to hate on Jim Harbaugh, there was no question about if Jim Harbaugh was a good football coach when he came to Michigan. Even if they were struggling, even mm-hmm. if they couldn't beat Ohio State, all that kind of stuff. Man, the dude had, had success everywhere. He coached in the Super Bowl, and he turned Stanford around. So it was like there was no question if Jim Harbaugh was a good coach. It was just if he could get it done at Michigan. I think there's a legitimate question if Mel Tucker's a good head coach because the, the Brady Hope comparison is legitimate. I mean – I don't know. We'll we'll see. I you know are they going to fire him? No, because I mean they they put all their eggs in his basket. So yeah, you know. what, I just can't believe how big of a step down they've taken this year. Uh, yeah. that's how that's the Ken Walker effect. Man. I mean they were eleven wins last year, and right. now they're, they're they're like man they're struggling to get three or four. I, I it just it's just mind blowing, uh, and I think the thing that kind of makes him a lightning rod more than like a D'Antonio might have had for his first few years. Is just like how he operates, man. This Instagram, the social media, yeah. the Lambos, which we talk about all the time. You know, the the Spartan Dogs, the Pitbulls. It's like, man, do you think he's gonna like dial this back a little bit? Like, is that actually like, is that just who he is? It's just again, I'm in this locker room, man. It, I'm already questioning it when he had 11 wins. Now I'm definitely like looking at this guy like he's an idiot. I, I, that's just me being honest. I, but yeah, maybe, maybe not to cut you off, Ted. But I mean, think about Jim Harbaugh came in doing music videos and all that stuff, and he had to dial it back a little yeah. bit. So you get you get you get uh, what's it, not sobered up? Uh, what you get? Uh, you know, re- reality hits uh, in the Big Ten, man. Like you said, Ohio State next week. Good God, I don't even want to look up the spread. I'm not even going to look it up, man, because I know it's probably three, four scores probably. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be an ugly one. It's more likely going to be all ugly, but then again, you know, Sparty has been known to come up and and play big against Ohio State in the past. So if they let's say they pull a major upset, boy, that's going to take a lot of heat off Coach Tucker. I don't see it happening. Oh, for sure. That's all they need, man. They just need one upset win, and I feel like this season will be kind of forgotten. But right, uh, it's, and it's, we're a long way from that upset win, man. And the Michigan game. I mean, we all know that. We know that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they, they can go four and eight, but if they beat Michigan. 
Well, uh, you know, where are we at now with the Detroit Lions? I mean, we're recording this on Sunday evening. Uh, just got our chance to watch the Lions play a typical Lions game, you know, giving up too many points, but never giving up, never giving up. It was a fun kind of game to watch for part of it. But what are we, what are we looking at with Geno Smith, 320 yards? (laughs) What was that? Uh, I know. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't want to Aaron Glenn, I don't know who you blame. Aaron Glenn, Campbell, just a horrible scouting report. Geno Smith, I mean, the Seahawks are arguably the worst team in the league. Like, literally, I think like going into this week, that was the kind of the, the consensus. You know, they had the you know the inspiring you know win against Seattle, uh, Denver, excuse me, Denver. at home. But you almost had to throw that game out. That was almost like a Michigan Michigan State game. Uh, just what the hell was that? We, we we had all these injuries going into the game. Jared Goff, I tell you what, I've been wrong about him so far this year. He's played mm-hmm. great this whole year. Yes, and does. and yet the defense just let us down. They yeah. are just atrocious. I don't know. Hutchinson hasn't seemed to really be making a be a big difference maker. Rodriguez, good player, led the team in tackles today. But I just he's real. He's a real deal. A lot of flaws. Yeah, they yeah. they have a lot of flaws. And Ted, I think you've pointed it out. We got to remember how bad the defense was last year. And yeah. yes, they added Rodriguez and Hutchinson. But you're not just gonna like turn it around just like that, unless you spend a bunch of money in free agency and, you know, sign a bunch of other players, but clearly that defense is bad. I kind of, I made a point. I don't know if you ever do this, Ted or Jared too, when I was watching, because I started thinking the same thing, like, man, where's Hutchinson? Like what's going on here? Like to literally watch him. He was getting double teamed basically every, every play. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not an excuse because TJ TJ Watt and, you know, other guys get double teamed and still put up you know, numbers. So he, he's got to figure it out. He's a rookie, you know, but he's, he's got to figure some stuff out because he's supposed to be the anchor of that defensive line. And other than that one game where he had three sacks, I don't know if he's making much noise. I was going to read the stat you talked about. I mean, the offense is legit. They've scored the most points in the league. I mean, the Detroit lions have scored the most points in the league. The lions have averaged 35 points per game and allowed 35.3 points per game this season. Detroit's 281 combined combined points plus points allowed are the most by any team in the first four games in NFL history. So their points allowed and points scored most in NFL history through four games. Way to go Lions. I I don't know. Is that a good thing? Hashtag since 57. (laughs) All right. I mean, the offense is looking good and they were down St. Brown and Swift today. All the Cephas got hurt. A bunch of uh, other receivers and stuff were going down. Like you said, Jared, I, you know, Goff has been more than what he needs to be to win games. This defense is just Terrible. bad. Terrible. And I, I honestly think I, I'm going up and down because, you know, I was like, you know, let's give Campbell his his time last year. His first, first year as head coach, it was like, let's give him his, you know, give him his time after hard knocks and some of the stuff they did this off season, I was like, I'm in man, this, this dude, he's going to have this team rolling, but now I'm just starting to wonder, like, is it scheme? Is it like, yeah, he's probably got these dudes fired up in the locker room, but like, is he coaching them up? Well, is, is Aaron Glenn, is Aaron Glenn just not a very good defensive coordinator? Like, like what's cause yes, they, they don't have a ton of talent on defense, but they look bad. I mean, Geno Smith made him look like a, 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 ter- a JV defense or something, man. It's a new problem every week. That's what's kind of frustrating, it seems like. You know, defense played admirable last week against Minnesota. Uh, the coaching was the issue that week, you know. Yeah. And then uh, this week is just the defense is just absolutely horrible. Um, I don't know. Man. And then week one, it was just kind of same sort of thing. Defense has a problem. I mean, offense was somewhat solid in week one. But I, it's just I don't know what 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 keeps you watching this team the rest of the year you lose to the Seahawks I mean just totally that's a must-win game I mean yeah. the Vikings game was a was pretty much a must-win game considering how it played out we should have won that one and then you know if we lose this week whatever we're still looking good still even but I feel like if you looked at this this schedule you know heading into this year you would have said you know we got to start at least two and two and, yeah. and we're lying to each other because uh, that's definitely what we said to each other before yep. the season started so what's keeping you watching I mean Ted's talking about how He's, you know, in the waning years of his life. I mean, what the hell? Get off the couch and stop watching this team, man. You wasted enough of your Sundays on this team. Well, I may, I may stop watching live. Let's put it that way. I, I will, I'm going to tell you this, though. Yeah, this season is not looking good. I'm I'm not going to jump off the, the Campbell or the coaching staff bandwagon. And, and you know, we can we can rewind four or five weeks ago. This, this roster 
could not afford injuries. Yeah, right. they had some injuries on offense that they've overcome, but there's also been some offer injuries on defense. Tracy Walker, yeah. you know, that's a big loss. Uh, I don't know why number 24 still in the starting lineup there as a defensive back. He can't it's cover anybody. I can't pronounce his name. That's why he's number 24. But, yeah, right. <laughs> but as I said before the season began, my prediction was six wins, okay? I still think that's achievable, and that's a step yeah. in the right direction. But this is no... This is no tremendous team, especially going down with injuries. And, and yeah, Jared Goff's been playing fine. Quarterback yeah. hasn't been the problem on this team. It's that pitiful, porous defense. And they, you know, they've added some guys, like we said, uh, Hawkinson or Hutchinson, rather. And, uh, and what, 44? Yeah, yeah, Rodriguez. He's good. He's a good player, but yeah. they've got too many other holes there. A lot of holes. And like you said, Trey, I mean, they didn't have the depth. If it was if it was their like opening day starting lineup, I they're a solid team. But once once one or two guys start going down, they don't they don't have the depth right now no. to sustain that. And I think that's what we're seeing. It's just disappointing. I think because I th- maybe uh, someone tweeted. I think it was our our friend Miggy in, Incognito tweeted at me. It was the you know Hard Knocks fooled us, and you yeah. know we were we were all pretty pumped after Hard Knocks, and maybe maybe unrightfully so not not rightfully so you know so it's like you still feel like they're so close though it's right. weird that but because they are every Same. week that like you said ted when you open this even yeah. against the eagles who look like a lot of people are picking them to win the super bowl only right. lost by three they're right, right. there I just, in this I mean, in this game all they kept needing was one third down one stop, stop. <laughs> and they just kept it was just like ah. you know smith man just balling out back in his west virginia days i i think that's just also kind of just the way the nfl is the the margin of error is so thin that it i actually like we, we have the same feeling last year you know we're, we're so close yeah. and it's just maybe we're not well I, I, i'm not i'm not some expert i don't know what we need it, i don't know if it's coaching i don't know if it's players probably all of the above but it's just i just depressing really yeah. the way to put it well are you are both of you guys because i made my point i'm still gonna stick with dan campbell i don't i think he can write the ship get a few more decent players Hopefully they give him another year, but where are you guys stand right now? Week four into the season, just keep going. Kind of the same. I mean, kind of the same as what I was kind of saying about Mel Tucker. Like, I, I don't think you can can Dan Campbell right now because of everything we said, how bad they were when he took it over. And then you're going to restart with a whole other coaching, you know, staff. You can't do that. Lions have been doing that for the last 15 years. Give a coach two or three years, start over with another guy. You got to give Campbell three, four years to hopefully build a roster. Mm-hmm. When you have a legitimate roster, okay, let's see if this dude can coach. Once you once you have a good two or three free agencies and drafts, if this BS is still happening where he's trying to kick a 60-yard field goal at the end of the game and, you know, doing all this other stuff, okay, that's when you say, yeah, this isn't happening. God, it's – yeah, I, I, I don't think you can – I think he's safe this year. Next year is the real judgment year. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe somehow some way they'll have some magical season this year. I don't see it. Um, I see him going into the next year on the hot seat a bit, and yeah. uh, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of games to be played this year, but yes, I just judging from what I've seen four weeks yeah. in, this is not going to be a great year. So no, next I, I year think I think that's fair. Great. I think that's fair to say next year might be a okay, man. This is your third year. We've got you know you've got Jared Goff will be in a contract year. You know you've got dudes like Hutchinson. Well, you know, he'll be a couple of years in. You got TJ Hawkinson, you know, he'll be in his prime, basically. They've built the offensive line. Um, they've got St. Brown. They drafted Jamison Williams. So hopefully he comes back healthy. So it'll be like we've we've done everything. Yeah. You know, Okuda, Okuda has proven to be a good player. Hopefully he can stay healthy. So it's like, yeah, I, I think I agree with that, Jared. If you know, I, I think yeah, six, six, seven wins probably is more realistic, like you said, Ted, for this year. I went. I went up around nine or ten. I was probably a little too. I don't even remember what I said. It was dumb. Yeah. I don't remember. Anything. <laughs> yeah, like I said, pretty dumb. I, yeah. It's just it was the hard knocks, man. It seems like forever ago. Was, but, uh, I know it was. <laughs> well, let's hope they can turn it around. It's uh, it's it's always a struggle watching the Lions, but uh, hashtag since fifty seven. It, it really is, like you said, Jared, because it seems like they're always right there. Because it felt like if they could have got one of those third down stops today against the Seahawks, the offense was doing fine. So it was like if they can get the ball back, they're gonna win this game. Nope. They just couldn't never make those plays, man. They never have in my whole life. They've never made those plays. Saw it against like the Cowboys playoff game, even dating back to when we actually had a good team. It's like, wow, we should have won that game easily. You know, just a play here, play there. Next thing you know, it's back since 57. 
Yeah. yeah. All right, fellas. I think we've done enough damage. This has <laughs> been the Three Point Podcast presented by Memorial Healthcare. Check out the Walk-In Sports Injury Clinic every Monday through mid-October. That's at the New Now Community Wellness Center. And also check out our friends at Sky Mint Cannabis, Michigan's leader in the industry. In many convenient locations throughout Michigan. Use that coupon code 3.20 at the Corona store for 20% off your first purchase. Uh, some people are doing it, which is good. You know, we had to kind of nudge some of our friends, but that's all right. At the concert the other night, I was hanging out with some of Casey's buddies. They're all, uh, they participate there at Sky Mint, so it's, it's really good stuff. I think uh, it's one us. of those things. I think it's one of those things. If if the word gets out, yeah, you know, so your word of mouth type of thing. Twenty percent off. Twenty percent off. I mean, if you yeah. use the product, why? We use it when you go to those dispensaries, man. It's, it's big purchases. I mean, it's not like you know two dollars off of a twenty dollars purchase. I mean, it's usually you know bigger, bigger uh, quantities that you buy. So. There you go. Also, make sure you follow us at Three Point Pod. Spread the word to everybody about this podcast. And make sure you let our great local partners know you listen in and enjoy the program. They include AZ Printing Solutions, Capital Sports Fieldhouse, Pro Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. Want to send special thanks to Duran football coach John Webb. And good luck to the railroaders the rest of the way. And just a reminder, this episode of Three Point Podcast was recorded at StreamYard.com. Our Z92.5 Castle Game of the Week this Friday, homecoming at Owasso. Clio taking on the Owasso Trojans. Maybe a couple teams with not the best record, so it should be a real competitive contest. Until next week, everybody, so long. Peace and love. Be kind, and thanks for listening. Hey, gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan chapter, serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease, and every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org. Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to Three Point Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.